The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Elaine Burke is with me. Elaine is a tech journalist and she's host of the For Tech's Sake podcast. Elaine, very important question to kick things off. Is my dis- dishwasher watching me? <laughs> God, I hope not. Wouldn't that be terrifying? Um, the things, yeah, the this... things it could see, <laughs> Elaine, the things it could see. Oh God, things that could tell others <laughs> what's seen. Uh, yeah, but this it, is obviously it, it on might, the it might, as, it might be collecting data on me though. That's why we talk. Yes, because uh, everything's becoming smart um, because the tech world decided a few years ago that they'd own the word smart and anything that was internet connected would be able to be called that from now on. So uh, it makes it sound really lovely and clever. It's a great selling point, but really that's all it means. It means that a chip has been added to a device or an appliance. That means it's internet connected and that's why you get the term smart TV, smart watch, smartphone, etc. Okay. Um, and now we have smart dishwashers, smart fridges, smart smart light bulbs and all sorts around the home. And so why are people worried about them spying on us? Like when we talk about them spying on us, we're talking about them collecting data. So so what, what type of data might your fridge or washing machine be collecting? Yeah, so, well, they, they can collect data. It will all depend on how it's been built, what the use cases are and, and things like that. So uh, if it's internet connected, it's more about data sharing, I suppose. So uh, if you take a smart speaker, for example, that's probably the, the device that people are most common, uh, commonly have, commonly use that, use that kind of internet connected side of things to retrieve information and deliver it to you. And they're kind of always listening in the sense that they're waiting for a wake word to trigger their usage. So if, if you, the device that you're using also incorporates voice technology, there's that aspect of always listening. If it incorporates a camera, so like a ring doorbell, well, then there's that aspect of is it always watching? And I think people are genuinely becoming more conscious of data use, data practices, data protection, data privacy. And with that and these devices, they're starting to think, well, if that's got a camera on and that's capturing everything that's happening outside my door all the time, where is that information going? Is it stored somewhere? Can it be accessed by someone else, someone that I don't know, someone that I don't trust. Uh, and people are asking those questions. And that's a great thing that people are asking those questions. Um, but it all depends on the device and its mm. capabilities. Some of them will just be um, processing things on device, which means that they aren't kind of sending any data away anywhere or to send it back. Um, sometimes your privacy settings can also change how that happens. So you can decide to opt out of data sharing and data optimization features and things like that. So it's all dependent and it all just means people need to be, you know, reading their terms and conditions, reading their privacy agreements. And if you don't want your dishwasher uh, listening (laughs) to your conversations, (laughs) you probably need to have a look at the settings on it if it's got voice control to stop it from doing things like that. And if the data is being collected and shared, who is it most likely to be shared with? I mean, is it it marketing companies? Is it kind of uh, uh, malign actors? Who, Who wants access to my wash machine data? That's a really great question. So in the case of uh, some devices that have been put out there by, say, Amazon, it, it has done very uh, interesting experiments, mainly in the States at its smart devices. It even um, gave people these kind of hot buttons. So you could have a little button that had the name of your detergent on it in your press so that when you ran out of that detergent, you could just press that button and it would send an order to Amazon. And all that could be could help Amazon with its um, 
with its platform of commerce and uh, selling people things, knowing how often people need to replace things. And it can then build subscription services around that and use all that data to build its platform. So a massive giant like Amazon, the things that they can do with data on small things that you do in your day to day life so that they can own that space for you. It, it's got massive potential. So when you've got big, big brands, the, the possibilities can be endless in terms of what they learn about your lifestyle. Even Roombas can technically map your household and like the footprint of your household and maybe determine what furniture you might have and, and knowing things like that can help people to sell things to you. So the brand itself can find that information yeah. valuable for its marketing and its product development. Um, but you have to check again, you have to check your privacy agreement, check the the settings and things like that to see, do they also then share that information with third parties who may also find that information valuable for their marketing and their product development? People are always suspicious about this stuff when they say, oh, I spoke about this thing around my phone and then I got an ad for it mm. on my Instagram. Um, now, more than likely, you sent some other signal through your digital footprint or through someone you're connected to, someone who's on the same Wi-Fi network as you that, that Googles the thing. And even if you didn't Google it, if they were on your Wi-Fi network when they Googled it, that would have sent a clearer signal to the likes of your um, own providers, your own platforms to sell you, to send you an ad for that product. So there's actually, there's way more signals than the, the conversations that you're having around your devices that you can send that will give them these marketing tools and this marketing data. But the other thing is there can, you know, when it comes to things like, um, in-house cameras and, and things like that, that yeah. people are to use a lot more, technically speaking, Anyone in that company, depending on how their privacy settings are made up, how their uh, data policies are set up, anyone in that company could see your camera information. So you'd want to really have a lot of trust in any brand that you invite into your bedroom or intimate areas of your household through camera technology that's connected to the cloud. Because there uh, are... Elaine, people who put cameras in their bedroom, I think they get a kick off the idea of someone looking <laughs> at them. I mean, there's no other reason to put a camera in your bedroom. Some people have been sold this as a security feature and then have found out. Ah, they, they know what they're doing. They, they know what they're doing. Well, like, look, if that's what you want, that's what you want. <laughs> you sign up willy, willingly to these services and have fun with it. Go for it. But it can happen because there is an issue um, with uh, how data is shared, even within companies and how data access is managed within companies where uh, certain people have to have access to programs to, say, improve those programs or service those programs. But that can mean sometimes that they get individual level access that if they themselves are a bad actor, it can become, uh, you know, a problem. Now, Companies have to act against that and work against mm. that, but it's not beyond the realms of possibility is, is the thing to bear in mind. I think they're all exhibitionists, people who have cameras <laughs> in their bedrooms. Well, but listen, before I let you go, what about a lot of people listening to this who won't have a camera in their bedroom, but they do have a camera at their doorbell? Because that's much more common now. It's, it's very, very common. It's, do you know what? It's shockingly common. And uh, there's a lot of research coming out about it. They definitely uh, have had an explosion here in Ireland and there's lots of privacy groups that are very uncomfortable with the explosion of these technologies in Ireland because essentially it's kind of like a, a, a lot of CCTV suddenly mm. popped up overnight in these faces. Um, again, it all depends on the systems. There's very, very many systems out there. Ring is probably the most well-known and that's owned by Amazon, but there's other systems out there going with different products, different policies, different processes, different places that they send the data and the data gets processed and all of that is something that you really should be looking at and considering before you sign up to these things. Um, because to be honest with you, I, I'm not a fan of them, but I do understand, again, people are being sold this idea of security, but also selling security is all about making you feel unsafe in a way. So mm. 
like I, I, there's a motivation there that actually makes me a bit uneasy. It's that it's, people are being made to feel unsafe in order to sell these things. And that, that's something that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable about it all. Uh, one listener says, who the hell wants a smart washing machine? I don't need it to play music or answer questions. Just wash my clothes and please don't break down. Elaine, thanks a million. Elaine Burke is a tech journalist and she is host of the For Tech Sake podcast. I couldn't live without my smart Hoover. I turn it on at work and I come home to a clean house. It's my best friend says one listener and another says is that person for real you'd need a week to go through the terms and conditions of smart devices The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk